This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Let's rise and read something together from God's Word. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 4. I just want us to read something together. It's good to stand at times to read scriptures together. It's just wonderful. Amen. Amen. Now, Matthew chapter 4. Are you there? Okay, so we're going to read from verse 1. Actually, I'm only going to read verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Hallelujah. Let's read it together. One, two, go. Hallelujah. Have your seat tonight. God bless you. Welcome to church. <laughs> Help me say that to your neighbor. Say, Jesus was led by the Spirit to the devil. That's a serious matter. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Spirit of God led the Son of God to Satan. Uh, still in line of what we've been talking about. All of us are very familiar with the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is, is in Matthew chapter 6. Actually, it's not the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is in John 17. The disciples asked Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 to teach them how to pray. That wasn't the Lord's Prayer. So he said, when you want to pray, not me, say our Father. <laughs> so what he did was that he gave them a template that started with thanksgiving in that sense. But you see, he didn't say pray in the name of Jesus because Jesus was yet to die then. So that cannot exactly be our real pattern. Because later he said that whatever you want to ask the Father, you ask in my name. Then that applies to us. Are you following me? But then, people have called it the Lord's Prayer. But the real Lord's Prayer is in John 17. And that's probably the only chapter in the Bible that if you have the words of Jesus Christ in red, that every single word except the big Bible says Jesus prayed and almost all true, if all, all letters will be read. So Jesus really prayed in John 17. And he prayed for the disciples. And he prayed for those of us that are here. He said, I don't, I don't only pray for these guys alone. I pray for those who will believe by hearing them. And that includes you and me. So the real, the, the real Lord's prayer is in John 17. And you know what? They were able to record the prayers of Jesus because he spoke out when he prayed. So when you come to church and you are praying and you are praying silent prayer, silent prayers are not common in New Testament. Are you with me? In Acts chapter 4, they were threatened. The Bible said they went to their own company and they said, Oh Lord God, as thou not said that why do the even rain? Everything they said was recorded because they were very articulate. They were very direct in what they were saying. The beginning of God answering your prayer is you being specific. If a prayer is not SMS, if it's not specific, it's not measurable and it's not scriptural, forget about it. See SMS. But that is real principle when it comes to prayer. This, Jesus told them, he said, don't go about what? Say your heavenly father knows what you need. 
Don't be like Pharisees and multiply words on it. Say exactly what you want. So when he saw the blind man, Bartimaeus, he saw that the guy was blind. He still said to the guy, this is what makes prayer very interesting. Don't say, God, you know what I need. You know, you know, you just know what I need. That doesn't work in the New Testament. Yes, he knows, but you must ask. For it is everyone that asketh that receive it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God must have taken that decision from the day he gave Adam a wife, which Adam did not ask for. And Adam turned back to blame, to blame him. He said, the woman thou gavest me. <laughs> she said, have you eaten the fruit? Yes or no? He was supposed to say, you know, there are those, when they are in trouble, they look for somebody to blame. And I've always warned sisters here, don't marry that kind of person. If you are dating a guy and he cannot say sorry, I am already feeling sorry for you. <laughs> and if you, are, if you are dating a lady, the same thing, you know, he's always right. He's always right. You can't always be right. And no matter how spiritual somebody claims, you should not find it difficult to say you are sorry. It does not affect your spirituality. In fact, it goes all the way to show that you are spiritual. That means you have been broken. You have a contrite spirit. Those who have been taught by the Lord are very, they find it very easy to apologize. But when you are wrong and you are trying to make it, you know, <laughs> hey, don't mind that kind of person. You will suffer. Every day in the house, you are the one that is guilty. And you feel bad. You see, I don't, uh, I don't talk much to men in terms of, we don't want men too often to be careful. Because, see, whatever the case may be, the man is still the head of the house. For instance, now it's possible for a man to lock up his wife and say, you are not going to church. But it's almost impossible for a woman to lock up a man and say, you are not going to church. I'm saying this out there is no choice, so stay at home. That is not very, especially in Africa, that is not common. If that happens to you, that man needs deliverance. Before we talk about the woman. say, <laughs> what happened to your face and my wife beat me. We should first of all minister to you that, oh man, we need to call the spirit of man to enter to you because you are not yet a man. Maybe you are a boy, or, and I just read about a guy that was taken to prison on that note. When they got to sell, he said it was a woman. And they took him in and he started raping all the girls there. You know, the more the world is advancing, the more the world is becoming mad and foolish. It's amazing. Hallelujah. So anyway, when you pray, don't pray silently. Whether you are in church, it's important. Now, when you pray at home, pray, be specific. Be specific. God wants you to ask him. So when Jesus said, the man was shouting, Oh, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That, that was a blind man. And Jesus asked the man to be brought. Now they brought him. He saw that he was blind. But he still asked the man, what do you want me to do for you? And the man said that, that I might receive my blind, uh, my, my sight. Jesus saw that he was blind, but he needed the man to articulate what he wanted. This is very important that we must know about God. God does not respond because you are going through something. He responds because you ask him to. This is the confidence that we have that when we pray, he hears us. He knows everything, but he wants us to pray. That's the deal. Adam never prayed for a wife. God has sat and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. The man never went to God to say that, Lord, you see, the way it is, it's not good for me to be alone. So God gave him a woman. 
And he did not hesitate to blame God when everything went wrong. Said the woman that gave us me, she gave me the fruit. That means, well, before you gave me the woman, did I disobey you? That's what I was telling God. So you gave me the woman and now you are saying that I heard something. So, and you will notice if you start through the Bible, it's as if God waits. All along, even though he was looking for a priest, he was looking for Samuel, but he still waited for Samuel's mother to go to the temple to pray. What about if Anna didn't pray that day? Even God himself needed Samuel because he must get rid of Ophni and Phinehas who were messing up the temple. But he still wanted somebody to pray. So the woman was traveling and Eli said that, okay, now this is interesting that this is one big spiritual thing very important. Now, everything I've said so far, I did not plan to say them. I wonder also read Matthew 4 and then uh, uh, 2 Timothy 3.12. Uh, those were the scriptures I thought about before coming up. Also, the Spirit of God has a way of directing us to just go different ways. Now, listen very attentively. This, this, one, this is very important. If you were an outsider and you were looking at Eli, all sons were misbehaving. That was already a big indictment. So this is why in the kingdom of God, hear me very well, there's no room for you running your mouth anyhow. You know, people don't understand that. It is not, see, you can be so acquainted with the political stuff and everything going on, free war, free speech and everything. That's not the kingdom. In the kingdom, we guide carefully what we say. Matthew 12. People will not go to hell necessarily because of sin. Bible says, by your words, you are justified. So a man's word can get him into trouble. And by your words, you are condemned. So when you start talking, and I've always told people, you have freedom of choice. If you are somewhere and you don't like what is going on there, that's why there are many churches. Pack your load and leave. All churches are not the same. Are you following me? So, make up your mind. If you think they sing too much in some church, go to some other churches, they don't sing. That is why when we get to heaven, there are no excuses. Whatever you have chosen, God is not against. Just go where. That's all. But to come and say, I'm be, you know, saying this, that, you will say things. Now, you can never receive from an anointing that you don't respect. Water will never flow up, except by special technology. It flows down. So Psalm 133 says that, how good and pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity? It's like, a, like ointment poured forth. This is very importance. One day I was listening to Bishop Dagoami, one of the leading men of God in Ghana. And he said, you know we don't control the anointing. If we could control it, he said at times I would sit down there, people would be giving testimonies of something they got healed from. He said the, the symptoms will still be on me. He said sometimes I will be sick. The very thing I'm sick of, me I'm praying and I'm here to receive and others are receiving the congregation. You see, if you go close to anybody, no matter how anointed they are, or the person is, you are going to see the woman's side. Because we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. And if you are not very smart, because of seeing the woman's side, you lose, you are forgotten. It is an oil place upon a vessel. The vessel is still a vessel. Otherwise, no, no man of God should be eating. Are you following me? So usually when people get, that was why Miriam and Aaron started talking. When they came to Moses' house and they saw the kush, I said, this is why it becomes very, it is better you keep your mouth. They did not know the whole story. And if you and I were there and we were activists, we would start talking truly. So these pastors, because Moses brought a law and he told them that God said you should not marry a stranger. Guess who Moses' wife was? A stranger. So if you were there, just be like, ah, 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 all these things. But you wouldn't know that he had married the woman before God gave him the law. Imagine yourself in the camp one day after one year. 
you've been eyeing one girl from Syria or one Philistine girl. You'll be eyeing one. And maybe you've just gone to the, with the Philistine girl to Jade restaurant. And after eating, your heart is pounding. I like this babe. I like this girl. You know, lyrics are forming in your head. When you see her, songs are pouring out. Your soul is stirred. Your spirit stands upright. And everything is just flowing. Seeing her. You can look at flower and compose yourself from a flower for, for her. So, all of a sudden, Moses comes up and he says that don't see the Lord. <laughs> Cause be any man who marries outside Israel. You'll see all the girls in Israel, they've been annoying you. You are angry. And the next time you say, this, then you say I'm, I'm very sorry. Moses said, God said, I should leave you. Now, the pain is still in your heart that they just separated you from somebody you would have loved to marry. Only for you after six months. Now you're angry that you don't talk to ladies again. In the camp, this is how you walk. <laughs> no, no, no. And then after six months, you are now Moses PA and you are in his house. You've been greeting Madame without knowing her state of origin. All of a sudden, something happens. Maybe she spoke a language that you heard the other girl. Ah! Sorry, where are you from? Ah, from... <laughs> See, on your way home. <laughs> Don't say man of God around me again. All of them are there. You know, and everyone who hears you will think you have a point. But you know what? You are wrong. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. This is very important. Eli was in a terrible shape. The Bible says he was already, his eyes were already dim. That spiritually was blind. Because God was already withdrawing from the guy. What the children were doing, it gripped God. People, that means it, it, it must have started affecting the blessing the people should have received from the offering. Because these people, these guys were taking the offering from the people. And women will come and wait upon God in the temple and they will have sex with them forcefully. And the Bible said right inside the temple that the sins of these young men were great before God. And it was their father who couldn't put them in order. So everybody knew about Eli that this was. But you see, two things. Anna still needed Eli to put his signature on her prayer. And God endorsed it. Number two, God never gave a message to Samuel until Eli gave him the code on how to receive. Have you ever asked a question? Why was God saying Samuel, Samuel, but never gave the message? When his two, Bible said the Lord came down, an angel of the Lord must have appeared. And he said, Samuel, two, the guy ran to Eli, that you called me, sir. As he was running, the angel was standing. He looked at her. He didn't start going, no, no, no. This is the message. No. He must say something before the message would come to him. And that something was only with Eli. And God will never bypass protocols. Even when an angel appeared to Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, he said, send men to Joppa and call Peter. He will tell you what by which you shall be saved. The angels were never permitted to preach the gospel they could appear to Cornelius, but they could not get him saved. So they told him that salvation is in the mouth of a Christian. We cannot do it. We can tell you where the Christian is, but we cannot lead you to Christ. So when Peter showed up, Cornelius worship, he was surprised that an angel could mention the name of somebody. And Peter said that, no, I'm just a man like yourself. Don't worship me. I'm getting this. This is not common in our generation. The sin of dishonor is a very common sin right now. Thank God for, exactly with social media, you can insult anybody. It's old enough to be your father. I don't even do that with unbelievers. 
I cannot be insulting people who are. It is number one reason why many people haven't made progress in life. It is very easy to dishonor. It takes a lot of discipline to make up your mind to be a person of honor. I've always told ladies that are very close to me that if you live with married people, even if the lady in the house is your age mate, for the fact that she's married, you are normal. See, learn all these things straight in life. You, are, you, you can't lose anything by being humble. You cannot lose anything. Hallelujah. Even though this is not common in our generation, we want to express ourselves, give it back, say it, but it does not work that way. Praise the Lord. Honor. Are you with me? This is very, very important. And there's a way. See, people who are, they, people who are great, they, they know, they know their way around. Apostle Paul thought about this. That count them worthy of double honor. This is spiritual stuff. They are very, see, we have been trained not to really put eye in all these things, but they are important. The day Isaac prayed for Jacob, before the manifestation, Esau was already crying. He knew that his brother got something tangible. Even though they were yet to do anything with it. A young man at time will just be like, say, I have my plan. I'm working in Microsoft. If daddy blessed him, what's my business with that? I don't even need it. You know, but the guy understood that those words spoken over Jacob, something entered Jacob that was not in him. So he began to cry, the old father, don't you have one more blessing? And you see, you think your parents still don't have something to bless you with. Think again. The only promise, the only, the only commandment we promise, and one of the few that left Old Testament and entered New Testament, because Apostle Paul reinforced it again. He said, children, obey your parents in the Lord. And he said, this is right. And he said, this is the first commandment we bless you. So Paul endorsed it that even though it was said on Mount Sinai, it's still applicable right now. Hallelujah. So when you start working and you are hanging big, and all of a sudden your parents don't mean anything to you again, now you can talk in there because you are the one sending money home. Never make that mistake. No matter how much you are helping them, they depend on you. They are still your parents. They brought you here. God chose to send you through them. And you will show a lot to God when you honor the vessel that brought you here. This is very, very important. Hallelujah. Are you following me? So, this, we must understand honor. We must understand honor. Honor, even in everyday life, will carry you faster than CV. Are you with me? Say, time comes, you have so much money. All you need is a loyal person to you, not a skillful person. By the time, if you're a businessman especially, skillful people, by the time they deal with you here and there, you are not looking for a skillful person, you are looking for a loyal person. Loyalty can hand people what their skill can never. You know, if your boss likes you, that's the end of the question. They will collapse every rule for you. That's very important. And many, many of the books of these great Americans have read, their number one demand is that a staff that is loyal to them. Someone they can trust. Because see, when you have made all the money, your next fear will be that it will not disappear. And one wrong person can take everything away from you. This loyalty, this loyalty is terrible. So people want a loyal person. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why there are many drivers. They are closer to the MD than the manager. And they are too sure that they can be retrained here. But the manager is not sure. But they are sure. There is closeness. They want the man's heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's read Matthew quickly. <laughs> the Spirit drove Jesus to the wilderness to be tempted. 
I will just say something from there. Maybe from Sunday we'll take it from there. You know, the Bible said that the, the man of the spirits are like wind. You know, we don't know where it's going or coming. We just hear the sound. Long time ago, the Lord told me that I spent time studying, praying, but not the last thing I was listening to today. It's totally different from I listened to about two hours message, two hour message on the anointing today. I'm praying about something else. I'm praying about venue, praying about different things. But if you're always prepared, God will pull out what is necessary. So the most important thing is to walk with the Lord at all times. The only thing I will say from there, just for today, the Spirit of God does not, our journey, our journey spiritual, our journey in this life, the Lord does not only take you to green pasture. So if you have read Psalm 23 very well, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down. He leads me beside the still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Do I walk through the valley of shadow? Now, whoever wrote that psalm, David did, of course. Who led him to the green pasture? The Lord, the shepherd. Who led him beside still water? Who led him to the valley of shadow of death? When they left Israel, when they left Egypt, they went through wilderness. All I want to leave with you tonight is that Learn not to complain. The Lord will train you in many ways. He will lead you. As he leads, the path is not always smooth. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. The same spirit that led Philip to go and talk with Ethiopian Enoch. And Enoch got born again. Spirit led it through an angel. The same Holy Ghost led Jesus to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. I'm also saying that at times, when you are in a hard condition, don't think that you made a mistake. That's why things are hard. Sometimes you'll pass through a path that is hard. All That was what the Israelites could understand, that day and night, they were always complaining. Apostle Paul started talking to Timothy. And he said in 2 Timothy chapter 2, from verse 2, he said, Endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. So to be a good soldier of Christ, you must know how to handle good times and bad times together. So there are hard days, there is a kind of hardness to endure. That is why endurance is one of the nine fruits of the Spirit. Are you with me? And when you are enduring, it is coupled with self-control. Control yourself. Don't endure and start complaining, start talking. Hallelujah. Endurance is part of the journey. So there are times we endure. Let's read, let's read 2 Corinthians. I want to read something from 2 Corinthians 11. I think we should start from about verse 12 or 13. 2 Corinthians 11. Are you following me? Say, I am strong. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, small thing, I just can't, you know. I thought some people, you know, I've told you before, some people say, I'm not feeling fine. Nobody called me. There's no love in that church. No, there's no love in you. <laughs> see, don't, don't, don't complain. Don't, don't, don't be a baby. A baby Christian. Yeah, it is good to check on you. No doubt about that. But you see, when, don't let attention be on yourself. Otherwise, you will pick offenses. Are you following me? We, many times, uh, many times, I have, I have seen young pastors like myself who have tried to get close to older men and because one or two times they had to wait in the office, they got offended. When you're always offended, you will miss out a lot. Hallelujah. People get offended. Even some Britons, one uncle tells them to come and they go two times and then they're angry. I went there, it was not in the office. I went again, I'm not in the office. Ah, for such a deceitful, we'll go to verse 15. It's not a great thing, 16. 
let no man think of me as a fool. Otherwise, as a fool receive me, that I may boast myself a little. Next verse. That which I speak, I speak not after the Lord. But as it were, foolishly, in this confidence of boasting. Now Paul is angry here. You know what's happening? He was from there. He said, he said, he started the church, but some other guys came up to church in Corinth and they were very flashy. People respect who that are flashy. You understand? If somebody comes and he says that, okay, tells you your name by the spirit and he said this one, Christians shake before such people. And that's why it's very easy for a lot of Christians to also be deceived. Prophetic gift cannot pray like that. Suit staying spirit cannot pray like that also. Amen. It's not only a prophet that can do what you have without you talking. Native daughters can do better. Amen. I've told you for the see the realm of the sea is just above the physical edge. Once you step up, whether for God, that's how witches know things also. And they disappear and they appear. It's just a higher level. In that realm, all things are open. And you can enter through God or enter through Satan. The same thing. <laughs> Amen. Are you with me? He said, so he started saying that, okay. He says, see that many glory after the flesh. I will glory also. He says, what I'm about to do now, he says, it's called foolishness. He said, this is not the Lord speaking through me. He said, this one, I want to reply. Guys that you respect, I want to also, I want you guys to respect me also. That was, that's why he said, he said, I'm being foolish now. He said, it's not a good thing to do. He said, but I'm going to do it. You know, at times you try something, not necessarily that Solomon said that after having all the money, he said, I decided to try foolishness a little. He said so. Only the richest can do that. Amen. Many of you call vanity of a man, all is vanity. You are saying so, but you've not handled much. The man that says so is after he had everything, he said vanity. It was a lecturer that says so one day, he said, You are saying vanity. Have you entered Benz before Benz Jeep? And you are saying vanity, all is vanity. He said, When you want to say all is vanity, you must have all first. Then you now know that he is useless. Said the women are saying vanity. When you enter the car, you say, This is not vanity. <laughs> it's one of the women speakers that says so. He said, He entered, uh, it was the beast that was reading the best beast. I said, He sat inside the car and said, Ah, this is not vanity. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, You suffer fools gladly, and you yourself you are wise. You suffer if a man brings you into bondage. If a man take of you, if a man exhort himself, if a man smite you on the face, I speak as concerning reproach, as though we have been weak. I'll be it. This is why I say this humbly, honestly. This is why it grips me when I see videos of people in the name of deliverance show people's faces rolling on the floor, send it to Facebook, and feel powerful. The Lord does not embarrass any of his own people. If you pray and somebody fall under the anointing, you don't show such in a video. Especially, especially, hearing from somebody and you are letting the whole world know that Ogbanje, they live inside that before. So now may come deliver her. So the person is tweezing like lizard on the plant. You are showing it and you send it to the internet for our family and the whole world to see. Even our colleagues who once trusted her in the office, now they know. And they will start thinking that in case the spirit was not fully delivered, what happens to us in the office? Paul said that, he said, you respect people who do such. Somebody comes with entourage and there are 15 people. Somebody knows, he, said, he, said, he said, when a man hits, when a man, he said, you respect such. Because it's happened in his time. 
Paul was so humble only after the word. And he felt that he was not respected. Even there was one that started this church. Some other guys came up and you know they will come in as big men. And he said that you, you said you will bear with these people. He said it's amazing. That even if a man, and then he said, so he said, let me now answer. You say, are they Hebrew? So am I. <laughs> are they Israelites? So am I. See that he's angry. Are they seed of Abraham? So am I. Next verse. Are they ministers of Christ? He said, you see, I'm still talking as a fool. He said, but let me talk. <laughs> he said, I said, I more. I am more. Look at his qualification as a minister. Oh, some years back I read this and this touched me deeply that we should put our attention on things. I told you I grew up on that scripture. You know, I am telling you the old church. Let us be real Christians. Let us serve God. Let us be willing to suffer for the name of Jesus Christ. That means because the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.12, they that must live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. Not sickness or disease, not poverty. No, you'll be misunderstood. When you stand for the truth in your office, many people might not like you. I have been among ministers before. Young people get angry with the old. And I've been like, you can't be talking about elderly folks like that. And they hated me for it. They that must live godly, they will suffer persecution. Sometimes when they share money and you don't share with them, they get angry. They can even frame you up. They that must live godly will suffer persecution. People will say your own is too much. When they say that your brother, which some of us have done before, is not really feeling fine. And it's, I'm, I'm supposed to go for prayer meeting. I have prayed with him and I know, okay, there's someone around, there's no problem. It's not an emergency case. I'll go for a meeting and come back. And you make me feel like a sinner. You start saying that your own is too much. But yesterday, when I said I was going to office, and brother was not feeling fine, everybody understood that I should go to office. But now, church, I'm not caring enough. Are you seeing the difference? If I tell you that I have an exam to write, you will all understand. But if I say that I have a unit meeting, you will not understand. I get what I'm saying. So Paul said, I just saw what he said. Look at it. This is serious. You would expect him to say, see, these guys, he said, are they ministers of Christ? I am more. What should I follow should be? I heal more sick. Is that right? I, could, I planted more churches. Is that right? And me, Apostle Paul. Jesus appeared to me. He didn't say any of those things. Look at his credential. He didn't talk about the miracles. Even though handkerchiefs were being taken from him. And any sick person, the handkerchief thought they got ill. Any possessed person, the handkerchief thought the demon left them. But Paul never cited any of those ones as a CV. Look at CV. In labors, more abundant. <laughs> in stripes, above measure. In prisons, more frequent. In death, often. Go on. Of Jews, five times I received 40 stripes, save one. That means 39 stripes, five times. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. There was a time that for 24 hours Paul was under, under, under water and he didn't die. That's what he said, in the deep. In journeys often. In Paris of water. In Paris of robbers. In Paris by my countrymen. In Paris by heading. In Paris in the city. Paris in the wilderness. Paris of the sea. Now this is the most powerful Paris. In Paris among false brethren. That one is superior to other Paris. You see, natural disaster can be controlled. Human disaster is terrible. So in European countries, they have natural disaster. That's not a problem. 
when you plot graph and you go into science and everything, you can deal with Nigeria. In Nigeria, we have human disaster. Human beings cannot be plotted as graph. Because the one plotting might be the one planning. So that's, that makes it more terrible. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> in weariness and painfulness. In watches often. In hunger and thirst. In fasting often. In cold and in nakedness. Beside those things that were without. That which comment upon me daily. The care of all churches. Who is weak? I'm not weak. Who is offended? I born not. Say people annoy me every day, but I refuse to burn. I must, if I must need glory, I will glory in things concern my, what a man. No wonder Paul is still occupying one of the highest places in heaven right now. This is amazing. He didn't talk about his miracles. He was talking about his sufferings. That this is what qualifies me to be the senior apostle. When we stand before God also, are we going to be able to count things that we... I saw one day, Apostle Paul saying nakedness and famine, not because he was, he, was, he was broke. No, Paul was a rich man. He did this by choice because he was always on the move. So that you are in the ship, you don't have time to hit. Not that he was broke. Because when, to prove that when he was arrested, the Bible said that Felix was speaking to him every day, hoping that Paul would bribe him. A governor will not expect a bribe from a poor man. So the governor must have known that Paul had the capacity to bribe him and Paul refused to bribe him and he was in the cell there. That's what the Bible puts in now chapter 24, 23 or 24. The Bible says that the governor kept talking to them, hoping that Paul would give him bribe. You don't, you, a governor of a state cannot ask a bribe for a man that is broke. Philippians 4, 19, talks about the gift that people brought to him. He was a rich man. But he, he was sold out to God. Yeah. And he was talking about how many times he nearly had a shipwreck because he was trying to move from one city to another to preach. And he said, I live in this period. I remember this man was not even married. And marriage was not even part of his issue at all. No woman will even marry this kind of man. <laughs> not even the younger. He said, he, 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 in Paris, always. <laughs> you will follow him, man. <laughs> Today, you're on the sea, almost drowning together. You tell the boy, now you got caught, not <laughs> I wait for you at home. And you are watching your husband. The first time they caught him, they gave him 39 stripes. And he still went there. Caught him second time, five times. And he said three times he was beaten with rod. You will know that there was a supernatural energy in the man. When he was talking about being stoned, the day was stoned, they stoned him and he died. The disciples gathered to bury him and he got up and he entered the city and began another crusade. What a man. There was this thing in him that actors don't die. What a man. Hallelujah. Those are great people. Ah. I remember this church when God showed the pastor crowns. He was praying inside the church and he saw this. When God opens your eyes, when we say crown, you can't define everyone's crown by what you see on that. I'm praying for every member of the Maybe one time, God should just open your eyes to see into the realm of the Spirit. When you see a soul winner's crown, you will never stop winning souls. The pastor saw some and he was happy. And Jesus told him in that vision that, no, the crowns are not for you. And Jesus showed him a widow. We arrived church three hours before everybody to pray until service will start. And she didn't let anybody know. 
And God said that your church is growing mightily because of this woman, not because of you. That three hours every service on her knees, she will be grown in love, send people to church today. Let them meet you during the message. One woman. Those are the things, they move the heart of the Lord. And it's calling us to those things. When you see first-timers in church, so people invited them. Why not you? And when you see strong unction in the service, some people prayed. I just told you earlier that God can do everything, but he will not do something until you pray. If the church prays more, there will be more unction available. The power of God does not increase or diminish, but you penetrating into it or you operating in it goes higher. It can have high voltage and low voltage. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the anointing can be very strong. Ma- the manifestation of the anointing can be very strong or very weak. When people gather to pray, things happen. Except when you pray scriptural prayers. When you begin to speak God's word, you begin to pray in tongues. You make tremendous anointing available for the service. But it's only few people pray Saturday night. When we start waking up Christians to start doing this, all of a sudden, the service is eight. You are inside by seven. You are sitting down there praying. That's what they've enjoyed in Korea. A nation that was an entirely a Buddhist nation. Now, Christianity is almost 47% to 50 there by one church, David Yogicho. You know Gospel Church. When Benny went to that church, Yogicho turned large Benny in. Benny saw everybody. One hour to the service, people just sat there. Nobody was greeting anybody. All of them were just praying. So Benny asked Yogicho that, what's their problem? He said, there's nobody there. He said, in America, you talk too much. He said, in Korea, we talk less, we pray. Show me a church that is over 100,000 American none. He said, we are 1 million here. That's the difference. Benny began to cry. He said, now you are seeing what you are not seeing in America. He said, in America, you just talk. You talk too much. And it is true. You talk, 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 and talk wrong doctrine. You argue about the Hebrew Greek word, and those who don't care about Hebrew Greek word. So when you want to convert a Buddhist, start telling and say, the Greek word to power is dynamis, not dynamo. Dunam. Who does that help? So when you tell me Hebrew Greek, I'm sick, and you are telling me that the Greek meaning of sickness is psychnotosis. That some theologists, some theologians call it this. So how does that help the sick man? When you actually look at her and say, is this guy normal? The Bible says, cast out the sickness, not, not uh, teach about the origin. See, this kind of sickness will from what the Bible says, if you look at it very well. It starts from the left. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Let Jesus be proud of you. Let Jesus be proud of you. In everything you do. See, people have done great things for God. I will never forget the story of this guy. It's a church in, uh, in America. This man, he will come up after, he was always going to places where, of course, where there were genuine men of God. He would go to places where people will talk about a project in the house of God. Without raising money for missionaries, building a church, whatever project, he will go there, he will sit at the back. He said, I made a covenant with God. Anywhere I go, whatever amount they give, whatever amount. That time it was a huge meeting and people gave. Then he told them his story. How he made a covenant with God when he had nothing. And that covenant changed his life. And he told God, I will never be greedy. 10% to me, 90% to you, Lord. No matter what you give me. So when he became so mighty, that's how he started doing that. So he stopped from, from giving to one church. He started giving to, you go to a place. And what are they doing? They are, they are building a building. I'm going to say that they put together $7 million. The guy will give them $14 million. And he did that for years. God is looking for heroes who will rise. In different areas. Intercessors. Soul winners. What about follow-up people? 
Others are going home after service, but you enter your car, you want to check those who are not in church. You ask people in follow up that, can I have the names of people who are not in church today? Who is sick among them? Can I branch the hospital and just pray for the person before going home? We need to start cancelling self. I'm rushing home to go and watch something on TV. I'm rushing home to go and... No. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.